across the country and around the world. We are listening now to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. At the end of a long career, most look forward to retirement, but... Millions may soon be asked to postpone retirement for a few more years. The typical person will have a retirement income around $7,500 per year higher than they otherwise would have. That would reduce poverty significantly in retirement. Then, the shocking true story of an abused spouse who finally speaks out. And what you hear might surprise you. Most people don't even think of economic abuse as being part of domestic violence. But economic abuse is a very real danger. Those two stories, and much more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Most people would say that the traditional age of retirement is 65. But the most common age of retirement today is actually 62. One expert says that needs to change and soon. Here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Andrew Biggs, a resident scholar at the American Enterprise Institute. He recently wrote an op-ed essay that says we need to raise the retirement age for a wide range of reasons. So how many Americans these days are ending their working years earlier than the traditional age of 65? Well, people think about 65 as the normal age at which to retire, but actually most people claim Social Security benefits before that. You can claim benefits as early as 62, and 62 is actually the most common age at which people claim benefits. So the typical person actually doesn't wait till 65 to retire, but they claim early. So why do you recommend that we raise the early retirement age? Well, raising the early retirement age actually does very little to fix Social Security's problems. It doesn't cut people's benefits in any lifetime sense. It merely requires people to delay claiming benefits for a few years. And I think this has got a number of advantages to it. One is that when you delay benefits, your benefits increase. I simulated what would happen if we increased the early retirement age from 62 back up to 65 where it had been before. Typical person's benefits, once they did retire, would be around 15 16% higher. Also, their private pensions, their 401k benefits, those would also be around 15 or 16% higher. So on total, the typical person would have a retirement income around $7,500 per year higher than they otherwise would have. That's really important. That would reduce poverty significantly in retirement, and it would make things a little bit easier going forward. Raising the early retirement age also would help the economy and help the federal budget. The simulations I did showed that the gross domestic product, the economic output of the country, would increase by 2 to 4% if we increase the early retirement age. The reason for that is you'd simply have a larger workforce, a larger number of people producing goods and services in the economy. 
a bigger economy means more goods and services to go around. It raises our standard of living. And since we would have taxes applied to people's increased earnings, it also means a lot of extra revenue for the government. So it's a way of making the budget problem a little bit easier at the same time that people can improve their own prospects for retirement by working and saving a little bit more. Andrew, critics will say that, hey, haven't you noticed that there aren't enough jobs for people under 62 already? Sure. And I would not propose raising the early retirement age right at this moment. What we're talking about with this change and with most changes to programs like Social Security are things that would go out and span decades. I mean, to think about the increase in the normal retirement age that's currently happening, going from 65 to 67, that legislation was passed in the 1980s. The increase in the retirement age didn't even start until 2000, and it won't be finished until the 2020s. If we increase the early early retirement age, I think we'd have a process kind of like that. We would happen over a number of years. So the fact that we're in a recession today shouldn't prevent us from thinking about this. One thing to think about going forward is that baby boomers are retiring and dropping out of the labor market at the rate of around 10,000 per day. So once the economy does recover, I think it's reasonable to expect that employers are going to want to find some new employees to make up for people that they've lost. If we can keep some folks in the workforce just a little bit longer, I think that will help them. I think there'll be jobs available for them, and I think it'll help the economy as well. Our guest on InfoTrack is Andrew Biggs. He's a resident scholar at the American Enterprise Institute, and he's a proponent of raising the early retirement age from its present 62 up to 65. Andrew, now you do think that early retirement is okay for certain people, right? Sure. There's certainly a matter of just personal choice here. If you're somebody who has saved enough money for your retirement, I don't care if you retire at 62 or 52 or 42. I mean, it's your own business. The question is, what should public policy do? What should Social Security pay for? Certain people can't retire later. Certain people are disabled. They have serious health problems that make them unemployable. People like that we should allow early retirement for. The disability program allows for effectively early retirement for people who can't work longer. I think we should also do some things to encourage people to work a little bit longer, you know, by using the carrot instead of the stick. For instance, I think we could lower the Social Security payroll tax for older workers, which is a way of putting more money in their pockets, making them more attractive to employers, and encouraging them to work a little bit longer. I think we could do some other things to help cushion the blow for truly low earners, people who can't work longer. But a key thing to remember is while there are people whose health prohibits them from working longer, people who can't find jobs and continue working a little bit longer, the typical person doesn't fit into that category. The Congressional Budget Office found that only around 15% of early retirees cite either health problems or losing their job as the reason why they retired early. For those folks, we want to have protections, but for the vast majority of people who are choosing to retire early, we want to have policies in place that would help them work a little bit longer. Do you think this is something that lobbying organizations for older people, ARP and so forth, will be interested in accepting? I would expect that seniors groups like the AARP would oppose this, just as they oppose many changes to Social Security. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to come together and reach some compromises of ways we can fix not just Social Security, but Medicare and Medicaid and the overall budget problems we face. 
At this moment in time, this may be somewhat of a self-correcting problem because a lot of people's retirement savings have been decimated to the point where they can't stop working, right? Well, we have had some changes in what you call retirement claiming behavior over the past couple of years due to the recession. Lower income people have actually tended to retire earlier. These are folks who lost their jobs during the recession and weren't able to find new ones, and so they would often claim Social Security a little bit earlier than they otherwise would have. Middle and high income people, though, who rely much more on their 401ks for retirement income, they've seen their accounts really hit. And so many of them have decided to stay in the workforce a couple more years to build their 401k balances back up. So there's different behavior from different sorts of people in reaction to the recession we've gone through. So, Andrew, how optimistic are you that some of these changes may occur? I think sooner or later, we're going to increase the Social Security retirement age. People are living longer lives, and they're living healthier lives, and I think there will be a demand for older workers going forward. Raising the retirement age is something which is usually not very popular, but when you compare to all the other choices we face, and when you think about how big the budget problems we face are, I think raising the retirement age will be seen as a relatively reasonable option. It's certainly one option among many that I'm confident will be kept on the table. Andrew Biggs, resident scholar at the American Enterprise Institute. Andrew, where can people learn more online? AEI.org. All of my papers on Social Security are there, as well as a wealth of information on other public policy topics. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Happy to be with you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, it's shocking and sordid. The story of long-term spousal abuse. And what you hear will surprise you. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. <laughs> 